0: Welcome back, GenX Grown-Up Podcast listener, to episode 27 of the GenX Grown-Up Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm John. Joining me always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? Amo. Mo. Hey, everybody. You know what this is, guys. It has been a year since we started this podcast.
2: Wow. man. A A year. year. It
0: means been a year since you talked us into this. Well, I talked you into it a few days before the first one. But yes, that's true. true. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: you're celebrating been a year since that as well.
0: (laughs) If you want to celebrate the anniversary of me suckering you into it, that's a few weeks ago. But
2: yes, I don't think we're celebrating that. (laughs)
0: This is no party. It's (laughs) a (laughs) wake. Right. (laughs) August seventeenth. 2017 was our very first episode. This drops on the 16th 2018. So technically, tomorrow is the anniversary of our Mm -hmm. podcast. I proposed this to you as like an experiment. Like I always wanted to do a podcast, and then we're working on the YouTube thing. And I'm like, oh my God, I have an awesome excuse to do a podcast now. I don't know about you guys, but it's something I really, really look forward to. It's a much more conversational version of what we do at Gen X Grown Up. Uh, It's topical. I mean, you guys have any thoughts about looking back on a year of doing this? I mean, I can tell you, honestly, for me, it's almost like it's
1: not really work because this is crap we would talk about anyway. Mm.
2: (laughs) So... Right. Yep. I don't necessarily disagree with Mo, which again is unusual in and of itself <laughs> because normally we do disagree
0: but someone get ripley on the phone
2: <laughs> it's stuff there's a lot of the times when you guys put something on the list and when i see the list i'll see like a new movie or a new game or tv show or something on the list and i'll think i haven't heard of that yet i can't wait to hear what the guys have to say can't about wait it. to do the show yeah. too, it is yeah i end up you know finding a new piece of media content that I can consume that I really enjoy so like I've made jokes about it on podcasts and before but this really is the way that I find out about new movies and TV shows (laughs) and games I don't really go look anywhere else this is really where I find out that information if it's news to you it's news to us right
0: (laughs) Uh, you know the the only thing work about it like you said Mo is just it's like a scheduled time that we're going to get together and talk about these things that's the only difference I mean otherwise it's just us kind of shooting the crap. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't see it stopping anytime soon. I love doing it. And I love that people contribute the fourth listeners right in and all that's really neat. So to either reward or punish you as a listener, <laughs> tomorrow, the day after this podcast, we're going to release a special edition. Uh, that doesn't mean we have to record something
2: what? new, guys. Okay. Cause I'm, what are we <sighs> releasing? I don't remember recording anything.
0: Way back before our first episode on our very first podcast conference call, we no. said, let's
2: talk about
0: if we want to do a podcast
1: and what it would be wait a minute wait a minute and we recorded that as a test you, you promise that that would never be yeah given, come on see the
2: light of day like we would well, never talk about it again we got that in our contract again. somewhere don't we it's in our contract you got a contract <laughs> yeah I'm getting paid you're not getting paid for this holy crap <laughs> you think I would talk to John without getting paid are you kidding
0: me? <laughs> that's, just, that's a fair point
2: <laughs> now in fairness I
0: said it would never be aired I never promised it would never be aired oh so,
2: wow this is like a slight difference there legal Very semantics slight. here I don't think I like shenanigans this. I call shenanigans so <laughs> yes.
0: on the feed tomorrow we're going to release that episode zero the episode that was never meant to be released. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god, this is gonna be! If you're be interested awful. at all in hearing the the worst and the earliest that we've ever done for this show, uh, to celebrate our anniversary tomorrow, it will drop. A regular episode will come next Thursday, like usual. We won't interrupt that sequence. But to reward slash punish the youth for listening, we wanted to share with you that. What were we behind even the talking scenes... about?
2: That had to be so long ago. We were talking about Sam neill and Flash Gordon or something. What? No, it's it's so meta. <laughs> the show is literally us
0: talking about creating a show. That's all what? it is. It's like the Muppet Show. It's like the Muppet <laughs> Show is all about putting on a show, but it's a show on the show. It's it's that. It's what would we talk about? Will we have segments? Oh no! <laughs> and it's Mo going, you know, I way off in the distance. Can you hear me? I think I screwed up the audio. And <laughs> Stevie Steve. <laughs> so there's that. If you want to hear it, that will drop tomorrow, regular show next Thursday. But hooray to us! Happy anniversary, guys! Congratulations on a year of this. Yeah. To YouTube. Before we get started with the meat of the show, though, you know we love to hear what our fourth listener had to say. And we got an iTunes review from our fourth listener Ooh. that I want to share with you guys. This is from Rick EJK. He gave us a five-star rating, which I don't know why you'd give us anything less than a five-star rating. Well, of course. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> if he listens to episode zero, he might go back and change it. <laughs> Man, that's a one now.
0: As a Rick's review says, it is enjoyable to sit back and listen to these guys as they obviously are comfortable with each other and have no problem talking about the subjects with each other. They have really have fun and they're serious about about things they discuss every week if you are looking for a fun and informative look at current issues or a blast from the past it is worth giving a listen wow okay. wow
2: nice so thanks
0: rick ejk we appreciate it and hey if you're listening and haven't reviewed us on itunes you too could have your comment read right here on the show and plus it would help us a lot if it's good if it's good right if you're yes. one star you're, you're not here did you? <laughs> you're <dead> to us. <laughs>
1: Of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet, jet fighters. But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon: shockwave.
0: One of the things we all love, which is media, it could be TV or movies or comics or whatever that is. Uh, Mo, I know you have something that you are itching to talk about. Tell us what it is, is. The right song.
2: word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can get creams for that. It's, it's one of these
1: movies that I really was looking forward to, but I'm a little embarrassed to admit that I was looking forward to it. Don't be embarrassed. Own it. Oh, That's it. right. I own it, man. I went and saw The Meg. No.
2: Yep. Did you? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Like in a theater? Like not on public domain access? We paid no, good money.
0: We paid a ticket. We sat in a reserved seat. We ate our snow caps and we watched wait, The Wait,
2: wait, wait. We? So again, I didn't get invited? Yeah. <sighs> It was last minute thing, anyway. So, Aww. yes, <laughs> not if you were looking forward to it, shenanigans. So,
1: anyway, but I have to say, as a movie, it totally lived up to my expectations, which were not very high. <laughs> but that's okay, but that's okay. With that rousing review, I went to see it for a giant shark attacking
0: people and mayhem, right? And you got it in that movie, okay? Yep. I agree with everything you say, but I will give it an extra notch up. I got everything I expected out of it and more and more, but wait, I expected to see the giant shark. I yes. expected to see people get eaten. I yes. expected stupid visual gags, but I I wasn't prepared for like a decent movie wrapped around it. I mean, it's not no, it's you know, not it's not, a not decent, Citizen Kane. It is. It's well put together. It doesn't take all the obvious shark movie tropes. It actually takes a couple of turns. And now normally, shark in the water. Oh well, we better hop in the you know and swim. But right. sometimes, they're like you know what, that's a bad idea. And you're like, oh my god, <laughs> people actually realizing that it's
1: stupid to do the things they're doing. Yeah, I'm gonna give you that one because there was some scenes in it where. Uh, Uh, You know, Jason Statham's in it. You know, there are parts where he's doing one of these heroic things, but he knows (laughs) that it is a stupid, stupid thing to be doing. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he's like, and he's saying, he says, This is
0: stupid. I'm an idiot. Why the hell am I doing this? (laughs) It was pure summer. Popcorn yeah, fair, but way better than I expected it to be. I said, "Oh, this is a high budget Sharknado," and it wasn't. It no, was no, no, no. It definitely was better than Sharknado.
1: Oh my god! Yeah. If you want a, a just a fun summer movie, I, the Meg would definitely fit
0: the bill. And Rain Wilson was amazing in oh, it. Rain Wilson was really he was okay. So Rain Wilson he was, was funny.
2: Somebody I was interested in in the film. I love Rain Wilson. So all right. Yep. He is spectacular. Maybe I might sign up for that AMC movie A list Pass thing. Twenty mm-hmm. bucks a month and three movies in a week and i can go see it there
1: uh, so that's so that's my you know junk food movie <laughs>
2: time there uh, george do you have anything like maybe a little more highbrow or uh, oh no definitely not more highbrow i, I do have a show <laughs> but it's not more highbrow at all i've been watching a show for the past couple of years on tbs i believe it is called Rex. Has anybody checked this show out yet? I have not.
0: Is that the jokey version of Lost? Like a plane crash on an island
2: thing? That's exactly
0: right. I think I watched like an episode and a half of it and kind of went,
2: hmm. It's just like, you know, you're describing Meg. It's your summer popcorn, you know, hints. I mean, they probably should have released this in July, but it the first episode just dropped last week. So I was very excited when I saw it pop up in my public domain notice and whenever that show comes out, I always start watching it, but what I usually do is I save up the full season and then binge. So I haven't actually watched the first episode yet, but it's a funny little take on lost, which I was not a huge fan of. Didn't really enjoy lost that much, but this show, it's kind of like all the jokes that I would hear people talking about when they would, talk about lost back in the day when it was on people would always make fun of the people on the island and they're off again they're on again all that kind of stuff wrecked Mm kind of takes all of that tongue-in-cheek office humor and puts it back into that environment if you want something that's just 20 30 minutes worth of watching just to you know make yourself laugh and forget about all the the meg movies of the world (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to forget that Yeah. yeah This is something that can give you 20 to 30 minutes worth of entertainment for sure.
0: I'm stunned that it, it's still on. I mean, the first couple I watched, I, part of me was like, eh. And the other part was like, well, they want to get invested because it's never going to live. How many seasons has it been on? Is it this second will be the or third, third season or? now? This third? Third? Oh, really? Really? Three, Holy cow. Yeah.
2: That's now, really surprising. They don't have to a me. ton of episodes. I think it's only like twelve or thirteen episodes per well, it's season. TBS, in fairness, right? It's
0: not a major network, so they but can yeah. kind of pace themselves and do what they want, right?
2: You know, it's one of those things where I wish Timeless had been a TBS show or Firefly oh. because they could have let oh. it had some breathing. Oh. Right. Oh. Oh, you you had double to up, <laughs> didn't you? Ouch. Well, anyway, that's how <laughs> I've been filling up my binge watching time or how I'm about to fill up my binge watching time. John Mo and I have both talked about stuff we've enjoyed. What about you? Is there anything on your viewpoint right now?
0: There's a show that I watched the first season it was on and I chewed it up, spit it out. It was delicious. And I'm like, well, that was great. It'll never be back. And then I was stunned to see the second season kick up. There's this little show called trial and error. CBS sitcom. Never heard of it.
2: That's a good name to keep from getting canceled, I suppose. Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're still like aching for a little bit of Parks and Recy, kind of the office, sort of like oh, mockumentary, okay. single okay. camera sort of thing. I found it hilarious least stupid when i watched it It (laughs) okay it it was funny it was goofy it was implausible it was almost like halfway between parks and recreation and a naked gun movie whereas parks and rec was like real people that were kind of funny and naked gun is like stupid sight gags this is like halfway between though it was really kind of unbelievably funny like it's like really that's kind of that slapstick you're gonna do But it worked for me. And I'm like, that was great. And I thought it would never be back. The premise is there's this little town in South Carolina called East Peck. And a guy's wife dies. The guy is John Lithgow. And he's being tried- for her murder. He's very quirky. If you can picture John Lithgow as he appeared in Dexter, how he's like signed it, kind of funny, kind of creepy. He's kind of doing that role again. This big town New York attorney is sent by his firm to defend the guy. And then shortly they pull the plug on him and he's on his own. He stays all by himself to defend this guy. The cast of characters is great. The first season wrapped up and I'm like, well, they wrapped up the case. I'll never see it again second season there's a new case oh so the whole season was one case it was in yeah, the nice. second season okay. kristen chenoweth joins oh wow okay and she's the uh she's on trial for a murder as it always is the case and the town they celebrate east peck they all say you know, we're proud peckers <laughs> 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 it's just it's really goofy the second season started it's the kind of show that i watch that it's only like 22 minutes long and at the end of it i'm like oh it's over. I'm glad it's around and I'm glad it continued. So now I'm going to go back and recommend you watch the first season and the second season is off the ground. You should watch it. That's cool. You know,
1: after all, hearing like our three recommendations for this week, it's like, I feel like I should go watch a Ken Burns documentary or something. <laughs> something with some, some real substance, right? Yeah, like that kind of balance it out here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <So> I get <laughs> that taste out of your mouth. Make you think. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> your dungeon master has placed you in a dreadfully precarious position. You're playing the most phenomenal game ever created. Your skin grows cold from your first glimpse of the enormous beast. Use your lightning bolt. Victory is yours. Win the treasure. TSR Hobbies. Dungeons and Dragons games. Products of your imagination.
2: Hello, Gen X grown-up. I'm Matt Man. I'm Tommy Two Stars. And together, we're the Deep Deep Fried Geeks. Geeks. A weekly podcast we talk about movies, comics, TV shows, food, Gaming and general geek news. That's right. Sometimes we even have celebrity guests. Oh yeah, like who? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <that- that- that-
1: the Incredible Hulk. Hulk, wanna sit here while we pod? Pee Wee Herman.
0: <laughs> you guys are the funniest guys in the world.
1: <laughs> Christopher Walken. You know, I've never been on a better podcast. I think I like it a lot.
0: And Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
2: So if you like loud mouse, the guys are a little bit too awesome for your taste, but you know what? That's okay anyway. Then make sure you check us out anywhere where you listen to your podcast.
0: Keep calm and geek on.
1: So guys, I really don't have much tech toy to talk about this week. I've been pretty, it's been pretty boring, slow two weeks for me. George, do you have anything for us to talk about?
2: It's sort of a tech toy. It's an online resource that I use quite often now. Yeah, that, that totally I guess. counts. It's techy. Yeah. When right? we produce Comic Sans, we web. forever were having a hard time tracking down and finding out what issues were going to be released the next week because now we do a top 10 list in Comic Sans. So the top 10 Uh comic books that are coming out that particular week now that we're doing the weekly episodes. It is very difficult to pin the independent and small publishers down to when their books are going to be released. Marvel and DC, <laughs> their stuff is like, you know that stuff six months in advance sometimes. It's right. ready when it's ready. Image, they're pretty good about their dates, but when you start going below that level, when you start going down to the Scout Comics or you know that level of publisher, while they're all solid books and great publishers, their publishing dates are kind of sporadic. So the tradition to look at is a book called previews. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of that.
0: I remember seeing that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Giant 600 page catalog. It's ridiculously dense. It's like a phone book, isn't it? It's like a phone book of comic books, right? It's exactly like a phone book. It lists every single book that's going to be out in that particular month coming up two months from the date of the publication of that book. You can imagine how many different comic books probably get produced in a month, They're all listed. Wow. Now, that being said, all the independents that are in there, they have no dates or the date that they have in there turns out to be wrong because at the time they were sending their information (laughs) into previews, they were going to publish it in the third week of July. (laughs) And then, oh, there was a delay. So it came out in the fourth week. So we found a website called the League of Comic Geeks. That's (laughs) appropriate. Right? (laughs) And this website so far has been the best on not only listing out what's coming out in the upcoming weeks, but having a really nice system for filtering the different ways that you can list them like first issue only's or certain publishers by the week. You can scroll forward to different weeks. They also have a great search function. You start typing the name and lots of different choices start popping up, pre-populating very much like a Google search. And they have covers on there, descriptions, the date that it's coming out, the price of the book, publisher, all the information that you could want. It's been a huge find for us at Comic Sans. So I thought that I would share it here because there are probably some other comic book people that listen to the podcast that maybe they haven't heard of League of Comic Geeks. One of the other nice things that they do, you can create a free account and you could add things to what's called a pull list. Mm -hmm. They have a pull list section where you, it's almost like a rating system. You put a book in your pull list and then they let you know that, oh, that book has been in like four hundred different pull lists.
1: Oh, I see, see how oh popular apocalypse. Okay.
2: Yeah, exactly. You can see that there are other people reading the book. So it's almost like a rating system.
1: Hmm. Very cool.
2: Yeah, pretty cool little tech toy. You know, I mean, I know that, you know, it's not something that the PGA Tour might give you, but <laughs> hey, it's it's something that's kind of fun.
1: That Coco Christmas chocolatey taste sends you to this chocolatey place to a land full of chocolate. Snap, crackle, pop a lot. Let Cocoa Crispies fill your spoon and soon be
0: gazing at a Cocoa Moon.
2: I've Heard That Song Before is a podcast about the jazz standards of the Great American Songbook. You'll hear your favorite songs from artists like Duke Ellington,
1: Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, Ray Charles, Frank Sinatra, and many more. Be swept away by the most memorable romantic classics of the jazz era, while exploring a wide array of some of the greatest interpretations of this magnificent body of work, with host and jazz musician, Joe Hunter.
2: Listen to the new season of I've Heard That Song Before on your phone, tablet, or Anywhere there is a podcast app
1: or go to the front Games. Oh, God, I'm
2: stepping games. away. Games. Games. <laughs> He's giving games. us the Meg version games. of the games intro. Games, 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 games
0: Hurry for games.
2: Well, I thought that was kind of like a Jaws thing. Since we were talking about done? the MiGs. is he done? Well, uh, am I done? And I lost my leg. <laughs> <laughs> this is a segment where we talk about needlepoint. No, this is a segment where we talk about video games. <laughs> Obviously, yes, we all enjoy video games. It's part of our inbred ingrained, whatever you want to call it. Culture. Inbred? Inbred, ingrained, <laughs> <Who cares? laughs> It's part of something. All right. But we love video games from the time they came out into our homes till now. So what is everybody playing? I will start. Absolutely. A few episodes ago, we talked about kind of a style
0: of uh, mobile game, casual game. We've been playing on our phones. that was kind of sucking us in, which was the ball and bricks game where you throw like a line of 100 balls and they smash all the bricks, like break out. Oh, yeah, yeah. We played a bunch of those. Yeah. I don't know if it was probably... I don't know, two or three weeks ago, we were out having lunch, uh, Mo and I, and I I said something to him about, are you still playing that game? And I'm not. I think I'm sick of it. I'm done with that stupid game. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I mean, it's cute, but it's it's so monotonous and so unfair and so repetitious. And I'm like, done, finished. Well, correction, I'm not done and finished. (laughs) I came across... So the the thing I was upset about was... This is like
2: the oddest plug for a video game I think I've ever heard. Like, this game sucks, but I'm still playing it. (laughs) It almost (laughs) has like a dysfunctional
1: relationship or something.
0: (laughs) But he's so good to me. (laughs) (laughs) The balls and blocks thing is so, like you said, most, so monotonous, so repetitious. And it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over, which is fine for a while until you just get sick of it. And for whatever reason, I was browsing through the games and it popped up uh, on the Android App Store. And I came across this game called Hole Down. Hmm. H-O-L-E-D-O-W-N. Like down in a hole, hole down. Okay. The first thing that grabbed me was uh, it looked cute. And I said, oh, it's another one of those balls and bricks things. So I don't care, but it's kind of cute. And there's a little mascot. But I dug into a little bit more and I went, Hmm. And the thing that told me to kind of give it a chance first, I had five stars. Great. Second was it was a dollar 99. And right away I'm like, Oh, if I have to pay for it, that means it's not going to be. Oh, ads. It's not going to play. It's right. not going to be those. buy a bunch of gyms. And it's not going to have those artificial barriers that like stop you from progressing unless you grind on it for three days to get past right. a certain thing. It's going to be just the game, you know, kind of like we talked about part-time UFO, how much I loved that. So I paid the two bucks, gave hold down a try and I wholeheartedly enjoyed it. Even, though i'm totally finished with it what (laughs) okay it doesn't take a long time to play you're not going to play it forever for two bucks i got way more than two hours of enjoyment out of it but if you like those kind of ball and brick games what this game does different is it has progression you can get stronger you can get better you're digging into these planets. You start on this little asteroid and you're it's, it's a digging down, not firing up at the blocks. And you're making your way down to the core and you get down far enough, you reach the core and it's a boss battle. You have this giant block you have to smash that has you know hundreds of hit points. And if you get through it, you get a whole bunch of gems and you can power up your little ball shooter and you can attack this planet and this sun and this black hole. And eventually you kind of finish and then it's just done. But for two bucks... a casual game. It was worth recommending. It struck me as such an enjoyable thing and such an advancement on what is just a repetitious kind of game that's out there for free right now. It's well worth your time. And and if you look for it, it's important that you search for hold down one word. H-O-L-E down. The two word one, there's a cheap knockoff clone out there Uh, that is not the right game. Uh. Watch out. It's got one
2: star. You talked just briefly during that a little bit about you got two hours worth out and it was a $2 game. You didn't explain why that Little metric is important, and we've mentioned the term a few times, but it's been a little, a few episodes since we described and told what the term means.
0: Oh, sure, absolutely, of course. Normally, you get these games, and you expect to either you get a free game, doesn't matter how much you played, it, it was free, or you are and like, oh, I have to pay for this. Now, people look at app store games and they're like, 99 cents. I'm not made of gold. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's not actually that expensive, but we have adopted a system that was inspired by our friend Corey. And he has a mantra that he will not purchase a game unless his expectation is he'll get at least a dollar an hour out of it. And we call that our Corey system. So yeah, when I said this game costs two bucks and I said I got more than two hours out of it, it met the Corey system criteria. It meant we got at least as many hours play out of it as we did put dollars into it. There you go. Uh, And I always think of it too. we, We talked about the quarter thing You know, you put a quarter in a game and you play it until it's completion. If you would play it four times but four quarters in, it's at least worth a dollar. So it's it's kind of like that. And I went back and forth and whether I was gonna recommend or not recommend this game because first I was jazzed about it because I was enjoying it. And then it kind of ended like it's finished, the progression is over, and I'm like, Oh, it's over. And then as I thought about it, I realized it's okay. It's not going to suck up my life and consume me. I kind of am <laughs> done with the game, but I really enjoyed it. It's like watching a good movie. You don't have to watch it every day. I really enjoy playing it for about a week and I'm finished. So... Well, there you go. Let me tell you something. Like any game designers that have to be listening here, this whole
1: freemium thing, yeah. offer a paid version. At to die. If I enjoy your game, I'll pay the I few agree. bucks. I agree. And get rid of all the ads. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but yeah. The, the freemium version, though, generally has ongoing revenue, whereas the pay at one time thing they're very limited. They're only going to get paid once per download, right? So that's probably why the freemium model is so popular because as the game progresses, there is a certain (laughs) amount of the population who will just keep paying for gems or for lives or whatever. And that's really where these companies are getting a large portion of their revenue, obviously, to keep going. So I'm not going to say that I don't like the freemium version because those companies that create those games, it might afford them the opportunity later, after they've funded themselves for a little while through that, to create something cool and exciting that I'll like later on. Nah, they just do more freemium stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the freemium model is like lottery. You know? It's like a tax on the people who are bad at math. Sure. You know, you could pay you know, $4.99 for 100 gems, I'm Like, but that, it doesn't actually give you anything other than get you over the hump that's artificially inserted into the game. Yeah. George, I, I don't disagree with you. I understand the model that's yeah. helping people games Games. Mm-hmm. I, I find it distasteful. I I would much rather pay five bucks for a game and have the whole game presented to me than, you know, nickel and dime me or make me drag it out and grind.
2: Yeah, so. I mean definitely. It's just that it's so difficult for a small publisher or developer to find a way to sure. fund all of that work to build that game out to present you a product that you're willing to pay $1, $5 for, because they're having to lay out all the capital up front. So some of them need that large income to come in on something simple like one of these block games.
0: Don't disagree. Still hate them. Just prefer the latter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is my little independent kind of uh, casual game. George, you had one that, that we've actually featured recently on the YouTube yeah, channel.
2: Yeah, uh, speaking of independent, you know, little cool games and everything, and this is one that is not freemium model. It is a direct purchase. Not freemium. It's called Sinker. You bet. And Sinker is from Robert Waller. He's a guy that we met at the SFGE 2018 this year, so Southern Fried Game Room Expo Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. I saw his game in the independent room, and I loved the visual style of the game right away. It's very simple, but there's something... I don't know engrossing about the display that mm-hmm. he put on. It's just really hooks with little strings and little reels that reel them in, and balls and squares, and you're dropping them in holes. That's the whole yeah. game. That's
0: it. I bet in that noisy environment, you couldn't even hear the awesome soundscape. No, actually, the he game didn't either, even did
2: have the volume turned up because of that. He said, "I'm mm. not even using speakers, but just know that there's a really cool little soundtrack thing." And I'm like, "Okay, we'll see." He's not wrong. Yeah, no, it's, it was <laughs> a very nice soundtrack. So we got to feature this game early this week on one of our live streams and the video is out on the YouTube channel for those of you who want to go back and check out the replay the game Mm -hmm. is phenomenal now, when I met him at SFGE, he was already in the process of it. But I told him, I said, this game seems to me like a no-brainer for mobile. And that's where yeah. it is now. It's on Android and iOS, and it's exactly $0.99. Cents. I don't know how you can go wrong yep. for a buck.
0: It's worth way more than $0.99, way cents more than too, that. Is- It's yeah.
2: 60 levels, I think, max. You breeze through, like, I got through the first... 20 or so in probably 15 20 minutes it doesn't take long you know you're learning the mechanics and everything but man mm-hmm.
0: it starts to ramp once up once you get
2: past that level <laughs> you really better have your thinking cap on cuz this is not it's not a speed run game it's not a manual dexterity type of game it's not a fast twitch reflex kind of thing this is a thinking person's game
0: that's right there's no timer you can take your time mm-hmm. and analyze the board decide what the best and that's
2: why i love it i try a lot of mobile games and you guys play a lot more more than I do on the mobile games and everything. You guys play games in general more than I do, but... When I'm playing the mobile games, I'm sitting in my office or something like that, and I want to just decompose a minute. Decompress? I don't like the games like Alto's Odyssey that you guys love. I just don't enjoy those games that uh-huh. much. I don't like my thumbs trying to bend in certain ways on the con- on the screen. I, okay. I wouldn't say you're playing it wrong, but okay. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I just don't. If you're getting a cramp, you're well, doing it wrong. You know, I mean, I've, I've had
2: all my fingers broken playing sports over the years, so my fingers don't work as fast necessarily. And then I like a game. Well,
0: that and your bookie. Yeah. Yeah,
2: right. (laughs) I enjoy a game that you have to think through a little bit more. I enjoy a game that you can take your time with and you can, you know, really scope out the goal that you have to complete. And that's exactly what Sinker is. I love this game so far. Yeah. One thing I say,
1: okay, and again, kind of go back to the whole freemium model. If he came out with 60 more levels, that was another dollar. I would gladly pay it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Now, that's yeah. different. That's an expansion pack. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: That's DLC. Yeah, big difference. It's just a smart game, you know, and the sound, I mean, everything about it is just so clean. Mm-hmm. Everything plays well. Puzzles that you think are look impossible,
0: then you realize that they're not.
2: <laughs> or the puzzles you think are simple, <laughs> they're not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The ones that you like. Oh, it's easy, then you're like, what the hell? During the live stream, I was talking about what I appreciated so much about it was the polish on it. Yeah. That it's like you could have stopped 80% of the way, but he kept adding mm-hmm. more and more little little subtle things. You know, this thing highlights and, you know, the direction of the line that's on the ball as yeah. it moves, things like that. Little polish things that are really
2: awesome. One of the things I love, if you back out of the level that you're playing, it slides it up to the yep. upper left hand corner like a little snapshot of. Thumbnail thumbnail. of it up there. I love Mm -hmm. that. No game does that. I haven't seen that before. That's awesome. It's simple little things, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, that's what I like the fact that you could play this game and it doesn't really give you any instructions, but it's, it's easy to figure it out. Like it
0: doesn't need to But the it instructions. does kind of like the instructions are kind of like nudging. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a symbol on the screen will kind of It'll wiggle kind of flash and go, a should little bit. You yeah. click this. Right. Yeah. And finally, the last thing that I think I really appreciate about this game, which is more about me maybe than the game, is that playing this game is one of those games. That makes you feel smart once in a while, right? <laughs> yeah. You're like, "Yes, I figured it out." <laughs> it's like, "Yes, yeah, like I did it." You know? Oh, I it looked is a million balls and a million holes and twenty little gears and widgets, and you're like, "I'll never." And you get it done. You do the last one and go, "I am pretty yeah, damn you're smart." Like, I'm a you need know, you, that little woo-hoo. endorphin rush.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm about the it. Smartest too. guy ever. One of the great things about the game too. We've developed a relationship with Robert Waller, and he's actually going to be mm-hmm. on our indie game dev. panel Panel at dragon con at the end of the month in atlanta that's right you bet anybody who's in or around the atlanta area you've probably heard of dragon con at one point in your life yeah. come on down oh, we're yeah. going to be doing that panel we also have my favorite game coming up on that one neon the ninja the one that tore john's hair out i love that game <laughs> <laughs> and twin, twin cop. cop mine and john's favorite game to beat yeah. each other up about And we also have Elemental Rift, which is going to be a great game. We're looking forward to the Dragon Con. I threw that little plug in there. That's not part of the segment, but I don't care. It's Dragon Con. I won't won't even edit (laughs) you out. That's okay. That's great. (laughs) Before we get
0: out of games, I have one more that I want to talk about, which is one actually I was looking forward to last show. You might remember talking about We Happy Few. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you get it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, So thanks to our friends at uh, IsThereAnyDeal.com. this $60 game is mine for $31. All right. And it's a big, it's a major game. It's actually been, for a long time, it's been out in early access. uh, Since like 2016, maybe? Holy
2: cow. Okay.
0: Yeah, and and you couldn't even download it. The early access got closed again as they were kind of ramping up and getting close to release. So you couldn't just go get it and keep playing it. But the full release was just back on August 10th. And on the morning, I hopped on Is There Any Deal? I found a bargain, found a coupon, 32 bucks. I'm just a couple hours into the game. And so I want to give you first impressions if you've been thinking about it. And I wanted to share with you what I thought of We Happy Few so far. Mm -hmm. Fair enough? Please. I'm definitely interested in this game. It has so much to it that feels like games that you love. I'm not sure yet if it's going to be a game that I love. But there's so much in it that like mechanics of something that feels like Bioshock. If you walk up and you search a guy, something pops up and you can see all the things that he had and you say, take all those things. Okay. There are kind of audio logs lying around that remind me kind of like Bioshock listening to those audio logs. It's a world where something has happened and you're learning about the world as you're going through it. Oh, I like those. There's a crafting uh, mechanism where you don't just buy a lockpick. If you can find scraps of metal and bobby pins, you can build a lockpick. So a crafting uh, system is baked into it. There are perks and things that you can advance your character like every big adventure game out there. Mostly I think of like the Far Cry world where you're like, I get the ability to attack two guys at once or the ability to swim longer or whatever, right? But it's very, very story driven. And the world itself, as I mentioned, We Happy Few is put in like the 1960s in Britain, A different ending to World War II took place. So very, very bad history is behind Britain. And they have created this drug called Joy that everyone's mandatorily required to take (laughs) because it makes you not think about or see bad things in the world you literally do not see or think about them you say literally if you actually just don't see it you just don't see it there's a scene where everyone is uh, smashing a pinata to eat the candy yeah and they're like here smash the pinata to eat the candy you're like okay and you smash it and then the joy wears off and you realize you were smashing a rat and they're all eating the guts not oh. candy. you literally on joy see different things wow okay so you as a character you don't want to do this anymore Right. So you are on the run. You're a renegade. You're a rogue. And you're learning about the world. You're exploring it. You're upping your character. There's so much in it to see. The art style is amazing. The little bit I've played, I'm still getting used to it. I wouldn't even go so far as to say I've enjoyed playing it so far because there's so much to do. I feel overwhelmed. But I have enjoyed the world it so far. So I know I'm going to play more of it. Will I get $30 out of it? I I hope so. 30 hours. (laughs) Uh, I think so. If I enjoy it as much as it's poised to be enjoyed by someone like me who loved the bones it has, the, you know, the, the Bioshock kind of legacy, all the systems in it, there's a lot to be had. Uh, And probably, I mean, today I'm liable to go and play some more of it after we record because it's already got kind of wormed into my brain. Like I want to know more about what was that one thing? Who was that guy? And he sent me to do this thing. So there's a lot to see. I won't recommend her not recommend it yet you might be sold just based on the things that yeah you've, you've seen, seen the trailers the and that we've said get into tread cautiously try not to spend full <laughs> cost if you if you can we happy few okay it's the new wacky action wind-up turtles who you calling wacky how about break fighting raphael who spins to attack with footstars and ratola that's not wacky well what about sewer swimming donatello who gets into the swim with spear and scuba jet or rock and roll michelangelo with spinning action arm and weapon well, now we're talking wacky could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are gonna keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them. No fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X grown up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20. That's genxup U P two zero For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. Well, before we let you go, we always like to take just a moment here toward the end of the show to talk about the things that we're looking forward to. We haven't seen or done or experienced yet, but it's going to happen between now and the next time we get together for the show. Mo, what are you looking forward to? Well, this thing I'm looking forward to is actually working with my daughter on a YouTube
1: series that we're going to have on Gen X Grown Up. Oh. It's going to be about building a cosplay costume.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. And she is good at that. Yeah,
1: she is. Like she started getting into it a couple of years ago. Last year at Megacon was her first like real attempt at like, competition. Mm-hmm. She's learned a lot and she's having a blast. And so she thought you know, it'd be great if we could actually put together a video about how going through her costume now that she's going to have for next Megacon. Oh, cool. So we're going to start at the planning and we're going to move all the way through to hopefully end it with a video of the actual competition.
0: Nice. That is cool. And you get to do it with your daughter, which is even cooler. Yeah, exactly. So she has, <laughs> she has no choice. She has to see me. So that's <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> that's the way to just sneak time in time with me. A you know? little, little
0: visit time. Nice job. Well yeah, done, Exactly. <laughs> and she's,
1: she's super excited about it, too. I mean, she just loves doing this stuff. She loves talking about it. So I think it's going to be great.
0: All right. You don't want to miss that. If you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, you need to head over and subscribe and enable notifications when this – cosplay series with Mo and his daughter kick up. You will be the first to see it. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, John? I'm looking forward to a film, and I will not apologize for looking forward to this film. This is a film called The Happy Time Murders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the film that the Children's Television Workshop is not at all pleased with. Happy Time Murders is a uh, raunchy puppet film set in a war universe where where puppets are real. They're actually real entities and there are murders in the puppet town and there's a real human detective and a puppet partner. And they interact and try to solve these murders, and it's just full of, like, okay. raunchy, this stupid, is, obnoxious, hilarious
2: stuff based on like the trailer. This sounds like Who Framed Roger Rabbit meets Sesame Street. That's what I'm getting from this. Yeah,
0: yeah. Take Who Framed Roger Rabbit, take out cartoons, put in puppets, and take out Slime. And put in other bodily fluids. It's just okay. everything about it. Oh, it just looks really, really bad. I mean, I, I can't wait to see who's offended because I will not be. I'm so excited <laughs> about this stupid movie. <laughs> I don't care what the reviews say. I mean, I, I love puppetry in general. You know, I love that kind of thing. You know, puppets and stop motion. and all that. I've always loved. Like, you can't go wrong with a puppet movie even if it's terrible. And this one looks the best kind <laughs> of terrible with a puppet movie. You can quote me on that. That's a sentence that's probably never been
1: uttered ever in history. <laughs> right.
0: You know, it may have been said during the pitch for this film. <laughs> So that's the Happy Time Murders. And that comes out just a couple days after this show drops, actually. So I will be there. You can count on it. Nice. George, how about you, sir? What are you looking forward to?
2: You know, honestly, I'm kind of really looking forward to the next year of Gen X Grown Up. We've been doing the YouTube channel for a little over a year now. And the podcast is just now hitting its year anniversary mark. It's been a lot of fun, been a huge learning experience. And we've still got a ton more to learn and figure out to get our brand out there in front of people. We've been doing a lot of things that we've ramped up slowly I mean, we're going to conventions on a regular basis now. We're now hosting at conventions with panels and tables, and we're making contacts and relationships in different industries like the indie game developers and Mm -hmm. comic book industry and all these different product vendors that are sending us Kickstarter things now to review and stuff. It's been a lot of fun. I'm just looking forward to more of this, really, because it's we always say whenever we're talking to people at the conventions, you know, this is our part-time job, full-time hobby kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, It's becoming to where I'm almost wanting it to be my full-time job now.
0: <laughs> We'd all love it. That's You're right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and if you look at the vector that we've kind of, you know, the, the hockey stick has kind of just started to turn a little bit. We had some slow growth I and mean, there's a few contacts. Mm-hmm. And over the last few months, you've seen that kind of that hockey stick has started to turn and that vector has changed. The growth has accelerated, the activities that we've done and the, the content we put out, the quality of stuff that we do, I'm just excited about. And uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I'm
1: definitely looking forward to it.
0: Stay tuned for Jim Henson's Muppet Babies right after Wuzzle. Hey, I can see you in 3D! If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire
2: body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. Before we head off into that digital sunset that is the end of the show. <laughs>
0: Happy trails <laughs> to God. us.
2: I wanted Until to give a quick shout out to somebody who we met recently at the True Gamers Expo over in Jacksonville, your hometown over there. Mm-hmm. We met a wonderful person who is starting a new brand. Her brand is called Crazy Gamers. Oh, yeah. Hmm. the Crazy with a K. Crazy with a K. That's it. Yep. yep. Absolutely. I bought a a hat. Yeah, you did. You bought a hat and then she gave Mo and I hats. So, good job. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) She's a wonderful person. She's a single mom who's actually from Arizona, if you can believe it or not. She flew all the way into Jacksonville just for that convention. Wow. And she had this idea that her son came up with. They were playing video games, he and his friends, in her living room and they were just losing their minds, you know, jumping all around and screaming as little kids will do when they're playing a game. Mm -hmm. Her mom apparently uttered the phrase, you kids are a bunch of crazy gamers. And the kid just stopped apparently, froze his tracks, turned around. Mom, you need to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> and so she did. Okay. The cool thing is she really likes us. She really likes the stuff we're doing. So she's coming on <laughs> cool, as a sponsor. cool and weird. Odd. She's coming on as a sponsor for us. She's gonna be sponsoring us for some of our Dragon Con content. And we've been talking a lot back and forth. So I just wanted to give her a quick shout-out. Yeah, love to
0: have her on board yeah that's absolutely. awesome
2: yeah she's not even up there like on YouTube or a website or anything like that yet so you can go out there and search you're probably not gonna find anything we're gonna help her bring that along because you know we had people helping us out when we first started grow together so yeah yep. we might as well you know pay it forward is what I'm saying
0: yeah great love to have her yeah she's great she was a nice lady and uh and I wore the hat in the last couple of videos that I've done because I've helped get her brand out there because I believe in supporting her as well that is gonna do it for another episode of the Gen X a grown-up podcast podcast we will be back in two weeks with a regular show and next week with the backtrack which is the episode where we take a single topic and dig in deep our topic next week back to school (laughs) (laughs) now not that they're not going back to school anymore but i hazard to guess that back to school experience was a little different for us as gen xers and we're going to talk about it in the next episode (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) so i am john George, thanks so much for being here. Yes, sir. And Mo, always appreciate you. Oh, always fun, then. And more than anything, fourth listener, we appreciate you, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye. See you guys. Bye, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown up? No games, no puns. So basically, life sucks as a grown up. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at theGWW.com for news, reviews, and opinions on
2: video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. It's going to be like the travesty of a behind-the-scenes VH1 special kind of bullshit or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, behind listen to our founders but, when they but, thought nobody else would ever listen to this <laughs> stuff ever again.
0: But it wasn't all eating french fries in bed. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
2: It does sound just <laughs> like the intro to a fucking VH1 behind the scenes.
0: Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.